1: Good morning, welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McKaisack from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your host, Sunday, 9 a.m. WBT I'm a ball of Energy. Trent is I'm back. Y'all thought y'all
2: got rid of me? Mm-hmm. He's in level five I'm berserker back. mode. Patrick said, "Channel that energy to the radio, please." He was in my ear for the last two hours. Yeah, in the car. That's what you Excitement. get. Excitement. That's good. How you think Reagan feels? How, uh, <laughs> on your like sixteen-hour car trips, when she has to tell me, she has to tell me that uh, I hurt her feelings because I we go on these uh, business excursions for a couple of days, and I get so geeked up on life and people and energy and what the radio show does, and then she's like. You kind of ignore me for a couple days. I'm like,
0: wow,
1: that's the last.
2: That's the last thing I ever want to do. Number one, I get that sometimes. I'm so
1: excited. No, I understand. Jody will say, like, I'll do the same thing for, maybe not for you know, two whole days. (laughs) Uh, I'm talking about like seven days For like an extended <laughs> period of time And she's like, aren't you going to ask me how my day was? Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, sorry yeah. I'm, 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 like, so- baby, I'm like, baby, I'm your biggest
2: fan And you're my road dog, you're my partner And everything <laughs> I could ever dream about That's the last thing I want to do Is make you feel like you've been ignored
1: well, then, I'll, then I'll throw this back at her i would be like, oh, I'm sorry, am I being selfish? Let's do all the things that you want to do Oh, is that what you're supposed to say? Uh, no, that that, that doesn't that's help. That's how you get more trouble? Th- that's, that's like throwing gas on the fire. I'm trying to go the opposite way. I want to
2: yeah. build out of trouble.
1: Maybe I, maybe I need to take that
2: approach. So <laughs> I picked this up. I might have said this <laughs> on the radio before. I picked this up on one of our YPO trips, had a person come talk about mental state and, and, and stuff, and it said meditate, whether you're a religious person or faith-based or whatever, but meditate in prayer or whatever your faith is or isn't. Right. Uh- on a subject, for 10 minutes a day, I don't do it regularly enough. But let's say, I. so I got a piece of paper. It's got, in four corners, it has me, my business, my family, and my wife. And and I try. I, I don't do the greatest job of it. But it's in my drawer, my my little personal drawer where I put my wallet and stuff. In the drawer, I see that. And it makes me try to sit down and think like Reagan. And I just sit down with no agenda and try to try to go to Reagan and see what hat man, the things you think about, how much better
1: of a man you become. I got to start doing it. <laughs> you said it, but uh, 10, but think about it, like 10 minutes in today's world yeah. is an eternity. I mean, think about. It. I mean, everything's such a now, now, now. You got your phone in your hand all the time. You I mean you can you can literally sort through probably a thousand pieces of information in ten minutes. Yep. And then just to sit still for ten minutes is not easy. I'm gonna give a plug. I get a news update on my email. I've been getting
2: this for about a year. I think it's a, since it started. Axios. Do you get that? Yeah. They're partners with WBT, so I'm giving a plug. Uh, but it's like a. Three, it'll tell you. It's like eight hundred words, two three minute read, and and man, it used to be. I what, get that, and then my business journal updates. The business journal updates are great. I'm in the know. Oh, what, I think what, I
1: am. what is Axios was something else before Axios. It just changed names yep. recently. It was uh oh. TJ, help me out here.
2: Creative loafing.
1: No, I, uh, I think it was Charlotte Agenda. Oh Charlotte yeah, Charlotte Agenda. That's what it was. Do you
2: read that, TJ? I read everything. You are astute. I I try. Man, I don't remember you, anything. You got a radio right. voice. I give you that. Oh, thank you. Hello, TJ. It's because I'm whispering in your ear, Trent. <laughs> you are. He's a dadgum genius, Deep folks. Deep thoughts, by TJ. 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 I, so funny thing is, Boggs. we're riding down. I'm driving, and I asked Patrick to send a text. For me, and he said, "Do you not ever do voice text?" I'm like, "Man, I changed your life." Have you heard me talk? My thing, don't- Yeah, it doesn't pick you up at all because <laughs> it, does- <laughs> it doesn't pick me up. Sometimes I know it doesn't. Pick I'm you in up. trouble.
1: It doesn't redneckenize your voice. It, it doesn't. No, <laughs> oh, it doesn't. Talk to text is like the greatest thing I've ever invented. I mean, I, 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 well, you're you, you're you're proper sounding. Multitasking is what helps. Proper sounding. And it's, you shouldn't multitask and drive. They say, but this is one way that you can do that, and you could even. uh I've gotten to the point now where I can get. Uh, i man. I'm going AI man. I can get Siri to do a text That's for good. me. i well, have I, to your name. I in.
2: can't change my voice. I've tried to clean it up. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. What was it? What country were you from? They thought you were French. Yeah, I was in London. <laughs> they thought what? They thought I was from the country in London, <laughs> or or Europe. Well, I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna stop. I'm from the West Side. I will say I do have a mustache now.
1: Yeah, I'm, I know. I've been asking you about what fire you've been putting out all afternoon. So, you think I look like a fireman?
2: Piper got on this kick about four years ago. I'll tell this story to the world. Four years ago, we had an 80s party on a trip, and I had a white suit with a big butterfly collar, and I shaved my beard and had my mustache. And I I liked it because my father growing up always had a mustache. I think it was about, I'm 44 i my dad when he was 44 I would have been 14 I think me and my buddies talked him into turning his mustache that he had had my whole life for 14 years into a goatee so he the rest of his life he always had a goatee so I've always kind of you get older and I'm thinking about my father and I want to I want to I've always wanted a mustache I saved my mustache and everybody kept telling me it looked cool. I kept telling my wife, I'm like, Reagan, everybody likes my mustache, I'm going to keep it. She's like, they're mocking you. They're laughing at you, Trent. They don't think it's cool. They, they're they just telling you that because it's so funny. She's like, you're already crazy enough. You don't need something to make you more silly. <laughs> so, uh Piper got on this kick because a Goose on Top Gun. The kids are in the Top Gun. Piper is the salesman of our children. <laughs> so she gets on last week and gets on this kick about me shaving my mustache. She wants me to have it. I think it's. I'm very fond of it because of my father. Well, she wants you to go so, pencil
1: thin, right? Where you get the little curl at the end? No. Nah, there's there's she, a good Jimmy she, Buffett song. Nah, I wish I had a pencil thin mustache. I'm don't
2: want a, I'm not going to be a cornball.
1: You ball. get like a spectacle just, on top of that? <laughs> I'm just going to
2: have a mustache. TJ's got a bad to the bone mustache. Wow, I want I want to grow it out. I will cut it a little. I want it a little longer on the sides. That's good. You got handlebars, TJ. I'm gonna jump and ride you like a Harley. Yeah, on them handlebars. All right, <laughs> Got weird. I didn't come out right. No. That was a little weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so our guests. Hope um, you're having a wonderful a Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, we have Andy
1: Price, partner at Carolina Drywall Supply Trend,
2: and we're in a good mood.
1: Thank you, know. you for listening to the At Home with Roby. We'll be right back. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. On Trent Haysen from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. If you missed the first segment, we are pumped up, excited here at the At Home with Robey show on Sunday morning. If you're not smiling, I have failed. We have not succeeded. <laughs> and we talked about Trent has uh, <laughs> talked about your stash, bro. Goose. Goose. Well the funniest part is when you were telling this story earlier, you were calling you were saying, Yeah, you know, like moose from Top Gun. Yeah. I was like, no nah, man, it's goose. Why didn't you help me out? I tried to. You didn't. Get like That's goose. Stop me. Fly, moose, you know, that run on the ground kind of thing. Mm. Um anyways, we have a guest on the line, Trent. It is Andy Price. Andy out there. Hey guys. Andy, I was with your friend Mason
2: Petty. I guess you're from Alabama, and he told me the last thing he told me when I left him this morning was, you're a bigger redneck than me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Mason's a good buddy. We grew up together in uh, Tuscaloosa. Uh, Grew up playing soccer together, and believe it or not, I moved away. My dad was in the coal business, moved to Virginia, and uh, about 20-something years later, we run into each other in Charlotte on the driving range, and, uh, you know, like we never missed a beat. Pretty, pretty crazy story. Are you
2: serious? Yeah. Wow, that is an awesome
1: story. Uh, what part of Virginia did you move to?
0: So I grew up in uh, after I left Tuscaloosa in Tasville Virginia. It's uh, it's about twenty miles south of the West Virginia border on the uh, Virginia side.
1: Got it. Okay, so you're kind of near like like Virginia Tech, Blacksburg, is that kind of close by?
0: Yeah, a lot of guys I graduated with went to Virginia Tech. Uh, of course, I went home back to Alabama to school. But uh, Tech's uh, about a hour and twenty-minute drive through the uh, up 460. Beautiful drive.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful part of the country for sure. Um, we want to hold that Alabama thing against you. Um, we were talking about you know Mason was carrying around Alabama koozie cup when we saw him earlier. So uh, you, know, you guys got that big red A. You know, it really stands out there. Patrick's a Clemson guy. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a huge.
0: It's been very expensive to be an Alabama fan <laughs> since uh, Saban came over. That's a good thing, though, right? Like, that's money
1: right. that you like to spend if you're a fan. Now, I am a Clemson fan. You guys, you know, beat, beat us up pretty good. We got you a couple times, but uh, yeah, Alabama. I think pretty much anybody that's not an Alabama fan doesn't like Alabama at this point.
0: I actually played uh, intramural basketball game against Dabo when he was a grad assistant. Small oh, little nugget.
2: Did you knock him down? Yeah, yeah. Like a little midget, yeah. isn't he? Nah,
0: no, I'm kidding. He's not very big. Course, <laughs> I know mean, it's not like I'm huge either.
2: Me, me neither, dog. My my 11 year old that taught me in the cut of my mustache told me she tells me all the time she's about to pass me in height. <laughs> I'm right. Like, Come on. She's like, yeah, it's gonna be bad when you gotta look up to me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> so, so. uh We've never met in person, man. That's cool. Tell me about your business.
0: Well, uh, so I've been in the drywall side of the business in construction since 1999. I started with uh, Georgia Pacific as a manufacturer's rep. Uh, Believe it or not, it was after the allocation, which is kind of what we're in right now, and put my tool belt on after I got laid off after a year and went to work for a drywall sub, a couple of them, and then got my job back with GP and then spent most of my career as the, uh, metal stud manufacturers rep for a company called Clark Dietrich. They're the largest in the country. And then, uh, after 13, 15 years spent with them, got into distribution with builders first source, they bought uh pro build, which had a lot of drywall yards. And then me and my friend partner that worked together, Clark Dietrich decided to, uh, venture out, start our own thing. We always wanted to do our own business and COVID got in the way, like uh, it did with everybody, and was fortunate enough to find an uh, investor in the in the industry. And so we've been a startup for six months in the drywall distribution business. Oh, wow. So, uh, so we supply metal studs, uh, drywall insulation, acoustical ceiling. We have a little bit of a niche business because we're producing our own metal studs locally in-house.
1: Completely vertically integrated. So, really? Yes.
0: In Charlotte? In Charlotte, yeah, yep, we're down off of uh, Westinghouse Boulevard, uh, kind of near Carewinds. You can see Carewins out my back window. So, uh, yeah, we've got a couple draw, a couple lines. are running, produce about thirty thousand feet, forty thousand feet a day. So uh, we're up and running. Uh, it's been good.
2: What we're, is it like? A me- a,
0: a, pe- so, uh,
2: a piece I'm of like metal extrude- extruding equipment? Is that what it is? You run metal through it.
0: No, it's a co form steel, so oh. metal studs that go between the walls. Wow. So you've got your metal studs then your insulation, then your drywall.
2: Yeah, I know what metal studs are. I was just wondering how you make them. That is, that is oh, they're, interesting.
0: Oh, they're roll forms. Roll form, so got it. Like it out like a, in a slit, and then as it proceeds through the machine, it rolls and takes its shape, and then it punches and cuts it to length.
2: That is awesome. So, so six months in, uh... Is it is it fun or is it hard, <laughs> or both?
0: Oh yeah, being part of an ownership of your own business is uh, very tough. You know, there's there's nobody to turn to except yourself, so you got to figure it out. But it's been fun. Uh, you know, the drywall allocation definitely has left some sleepless nights trying to find drywall, mm. but uh, we're slowly getting there.
1: Talk, talk a little bit about that. I think you know most people, uh, Andy, that come and talk to me about the construction industry that aren't in the industry, which a lot of our listeners probably are not, um, are always interested in the supply mm-hmm. chain issues that we're facing. And so, you know, we we understand allocation a little bit, but maybe give us sort of a, a high level view of, of what that means, of what challenges that that causes and creates.
0: Yeah, obviously. A long story short is there's obviously too much. Uh, demand for the supply that's available uh the biggest problem at least from my perspective in the drywall industry is you know all these new drywall plants were built in the 90s and early 2000s uh with the assumption of you can get synthetic gypsum from the uh the gas coming off the steam for the coal-fired plants and then as time went by and you know different administrations came and go the uh, epa came in and of course started shutting down all the coal-fired plants so all these plants were built on the premise that they could get synthetic gypsum so over time this is all kind of you know created the perfect storm so they're having to go back to mine gypsum which is a rock and so as COVID hit and the demand picked up and you know all that stuff it's just caused a major issues and then you throw in now the high cost of diesel and it's driven the price way up, but at the end of the day, it's just there's enough business out there based on the supply of the actual product, and it's uh, it's worse allocation than I can remember even back in
1: 1999. Wow, that that's pretty educational. Yeah. No, that is good. That is helpful. I mean, and so I mean, how do they decide? I mean, can you kind of go through that process? Say it again. Like, how do you, how do we determine who gets what?
0: They basically go on your uh, last year's purchases. Uh, so for me as a startup, I only had really a two month history, which was Mm. very limited even in that. And so, uh, luckily you have relationships you've built over the years, even though I wasn't technically buying from, uh, the manufacturers at that point. And, uh, I'm a member of a buy group called affiliated distributors. And what that means is they take all the mom and pop distributors throughout the country, form a group, and then that way your buying power gets a lot larger to compete with the three or four larger uh, gypsum supply companies in the uh, in the country. Wow, so that helps out. Now he's he's talking. And I just became a member of that July first. So
1: you, okay, so that that's good. Now, I'm, I'm very familiar with buying groups. I mean, I, obviously, I think that you see a lot of independence in any of the industries that that serve whether it's the construction industry or really any industry in general. I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, stick together with. With some of the guys become better together kind of deal.
0: Exactly. Exactly. There's been a lot of consolidation in the drywall distribution business over the years. Uh, some guys have sold out, private equity's taken over, uh, roofing company got in the drywall business and started buying a lot of people up. Uh, in the Carolinas in particular, uh, just about everybody has been consolidated. So the, the, the mom and pops or the independents are starting to kind of hopefully come back uh, to get that little – local feel instead of dealing with just you know massive corporations that are out there. So it's been a challenge, but at the same time, you know, a lot of positive feedback and a lot of good conversations with customers. So uh it's nice.
2: Andy you I got a product product. I got a couple questions for you, but we're gonna cut the break, uh pay some bills. Will you stick around for another segment with us? Sure. All right. You're listening to At Home with Roby. We'll be back.
1: Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hastings from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. If you missed the last couple segments, go back. You can always get our podcast. I think you can just Google At Home with Roby, and Trent will show up not with his mustache. I don't know if we have an updated We need photo. an updated picture. We're going to need an updated photo with the stash in place for Trent. But Trent, we got Andy Price from Carolina Drywall Supply. If you missed last segment, very educational. He's talking about allocations and what's going on with supply chain in the construction industry, Um, and it's really affecting everybody in a unique way. Uh, And you and I are kind of talking during the break. And Andy, are you having the same issue with metals that you are uh, with your raw products there as well as as the drywall?
0: Yeah, metal was uh, uh, a very big issue six to eight, ten months ago. It got real bad. Uh, metal lead times, we're getting out anywhere from eight to 14 weeks. Uh, in normal times, that usually is about a three to, let's say three days to, let's say a week and a half lead time. So, uh, it, it calls such a crunch in the last probably two or three months lead times have obviously came down a decent amount depending on what product you need. You're still looking at probably one to three weeks, uh, lead time. The, uh, the mills are roughly running six to 10 weeks out. So just depending on what you need, uh, it's definitely not as hard as it was six to eight months ago, but still a challenge, for sure.
2: Do you think it's attributed to the input uh, of the commodities, or do you think it's attributed to the shortage of labor, or both?
0: I think from the steel side, uh, I think it stems from a lot of consolidation in the domestic steel production. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I'm not an economist about all the tariffs that happen, uh, all that good stuff, but there was some consolidation domestically, and I think that shored up a lot of uh, a lot of the production, and they controlled it. And then, again, you know, co- throw COVID in, and that, that threw, you know, basically, in my opinion, the construction industry a year and a half ago, when basically the world stopped, construction never really stopped. Right. And when from the manufacturing side, a lot of those plants yeah. went down due to COVID, but the actual field work kept going. And so it just had this huge pent-up demand. And it's just, it's this it was just brutal, brutal. But it's starting to unwind quite a bit.
2: That's wonderful news. Uh, I think the, the pricing will come, come, level out. I don't know. People always ask me if I think pricing is going to come down off of the inflation. I think inflation is going to level out uh and stop climbing inflation is prices well, going up
1: yeah I mean it, it, to the same token it's like I mean there's been some concern with oversaturation of product because of yeah. the, the hysteria over the last couple of years yeah of of we'll just keep making it make more we can make double do double can you take the double I'll order double I'll be order triple let yeah. me get ahead of this so you wonder if there's going to be to help offset some of that inflation is just the the oversaturation of a product
2: well, I think too, metal manufacturers and such like that, Brian Ferris and stuff, uh, these OEMs, you know, companies like John Deere and stuff, I think they build up their inventory so much because they were forced to, and now they're still producing product, but they're like, okay, let's work down let's some of the inventory, yeah. which I think will slow the demand on the commodity side yep. and the metals and such. uh And I just think it'll help even it out. But I tell people, my opinion is, I don't know if we're, we're not going to have to depreciation in pricing but i i think higher prices are here to stay but i think the climb is going to slow down tremendously for those reasons that's my trend opinion uh what do you think andy yeah i <laughs> uh, yeah
0: i totally agree i mean you know we were selling product for let's say 30 cents a foot it went all the way up to a dollar it's going to come down some for sure but it's like getting used to three dollar gas yeah you know once you hit that threshold everybody getting kind of gets used to it I think that's kind of where we're headed. Uh, I don't think you will ever see the prices where they where they went, uh, but I, I think I think they're definitely going to least level out uh, and, and hopefully keep the spikes from happening. That's where people really get hurt is when it really spikes and then it just falls off a cliff. Yeah. Uh, if we can level that out, uh, a lot of people would quit getting hurt, uh, and that's that's kind of the problem. It's just been too too high and too low too fast.
2: So so I got a question for you. Do you still install drywall and metal studs?
0: No. That was (laughs) a a small stint in, I think, 2001. (laughs) Speaking of Clemson University, I actually installed some product in Clemson University. There you go.
1: I was there in Uh, 2001. Man, we could have hung
0: out. That was a field experience that... uh, I respect the guys out in the field because I, I, wouldn't, I wasn't too cut out for it, but it was a great learning experience.
1: What, what were you doing down there again? I know you told me that, but I remember, uh, what was it, uh, for the university itself?
0: Yeah. You know, I don't remember the building, but I do remember installing shaft wall, and if anybody's ever picked up a piece of one-inch thick 10-foot or 12-foot shaft wall material, uh, you better have a little muscle behind you, and, and I'm really not that guy. It, <laughs> it killed me.
2: <laughs> well, 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 I you know I grew up we were we were primarily custom residential, uh, and I grew up toting a lot of drywall, and I, we we did wood studs back then. The crazy thing is now we have a commercial company which Patrick runs, commercial construction, and we still have our our original Andrew Roby custom residential business. One's wood, one's metal. W- wood guys and metal guys don't understand each other. I don't understand it. Yeah, it is amazing. Isn't
0: that There's weird? A difference between a framer and a carpenter, and they do not job
1: well. It's the same in most of the other. I mean, you're talking about HVAC is the same, right? You got flexible duct, and, and, and you got 10, 10 installers, and then you also, the same way with plumbing, right? You've got plastic, but I don't get it. I mean, putting a, metal. putting
2: a metal stud up is just like putting a wood stud up, except it's metal <laughs> and you screw it and you don't nail it. I mean, I don't get it, but they think. We, Bo Turner was a great guy. Worked, helped us start our commercial company. And you say wood stud to him,
1: I think he'd start crying. <laughs> I love you, Bo. But, I mean, really, well, we do some wood stud work on our commercial side. But you're right. It, I mean, that's typically where the lines draw. But this kind of reminds me. I've always tell people, do you know what? If you ask any tradesperson, what is the most difficult trade to get into, and what is the most difficult trade to perfect? What trade do they answer? The one that they do. So <laughs> <a, laughs> Every time. I love it. I think that tried to answer it. They have that passion. That. But yes a wood that's stud funny. guy, like, hey, is wood stud harder than metal stud? Oh yeah. Definitely the way. But uh you ever notice that, Andy? And that that's just the way it works, I guess.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Well well no, man. so talk about uh uh tell us a little about yourself. Your, I mean, are you, you married children and that kind of thing? You have a family around?
0: I do. Uh I've got uh, a wife, we've been married now six years actually a couple days ago wow congratulations
1: Uh, there you go man
0: we we call it the secret anniversary because we actually got married at the courthouse and then got married two months later down in Key so
1: we share that I got married at the courthouse also then about a couple weeks later got married in Cabo but yeah definitely had the courthouse wedding also so that's a that's an experience
0: yeah so I've got two children of my own she has two children of her own awesome I've got a senior in high school uh stepchild will be a junior stepchild will be a freshman and then my son will be in fifth grade
1: I Man, hear you. that's awesome they're going to get into the drywall and game
0: that's what i keep telling my daughter she laughs at me <laughs> the funny joke is uh you know being from alabama we used to always say hey we're from from la lower alabama yeah. actually, your wife is actually from la the, the real la california <laughs> <laughs> oh man kind of funny
1: two people from la that is, falling that is funny i got
2: a question for you andy tell me a little bit about growing up with dad working in the coal industry oh yeah
0: well believe it or not i used to go with him on saturdays to the mines and i think osha would probably have a cow nowadays yep. but i remember going to mines and getting up in the big front end loaders with a guy's name believe it or not i remember his name was gerald and he would sit me in his lap in the big front end loader and he would go and you know, grab the coal and take it from point A to point B. The only thing that you couldn't do for sure was you couldn't go down in the mine until you were 18. So my, after my senior in high school between my, uh, before I went to Bama, I actually worked uh, with the, with a company, my dad, a friend of my dad's and got to go into mines that, that summer made a ton of money because of the dangerous, you know, the torchs pretty dangerous. So I was making like 16 dollars an hour. Goodness was gracious, ninety-three. Holy smokes! Uh, I was making four twenty-five. So I made. I got a lot of beer money that summer.
2: Wow, man, that is. I'm so intrigued. I, you know, grew up in the construction world. I love heavy equipment. My my kids are enamored by it. I love mines. I love rocks. I, my dad, we ha- he heated the house originally with the wood stove in our basement, and he always had a pile of coal across the street. And I would go out there and play with the coal and, and, and that. I mean, it, was, it wasn't that long. I was really young. But we for years and years after he changed it over to a, to a normal heating system, I think it was because funds were a little tight when he built our house, uh, I, I we always had that pile of coal. And I would always think about it turning into diamonds and, you know, pressure, coal pressure turns into diamonds. I think it diamonds. should
0: be demanded that every American go
2: to a coal mine. Amen.
0: And just go down to the shaft and get in the 36-inch shaft and – uh, I mean, see McCole and you'll you change your perspective a little bit about what really goes on in this world. I can tell you that,
2: dude. I can't wait to hang out and talk more about this. That is intriguing, and I love the drywall and the stud business myself, if you call them that, metal studs. Ha!
0: <laughs> That's why those guys in West Virginia and you know parts of Pennsylvania that you always hear about—they're they're pretty passionate people. Uh, it's yeah. just—it's a tough group of. Tough group of people. they got a hard living.
2: Well, Andy, I'm going to come down there and visit your place. Well, give yourself a plug so people can look you up.
0: Sure. Uh, so, again, it's Carolina Travel Supply. We're off of uh, Wilmar Boulevard in Charlotte down there. Carowinds, the last exit, Westinghouse Boulevard. Uh, phone number 704-970-3040. Uh, we do have a website, com. Uh Give us a shout, and we'd love to help you out during these uh, tough times we're in.
2: Dude, what a wonderful show. Godspeed to your business. Six months and, and going yeah, strong. Have a uh, back. What a great story. I can't wait to hang out with you. Thanks for being here, Andy. All
0: right. Thanks, guys.
2: All right. We'll be back. You're listening to At Home with Roby.
1: Welcome back. Dead home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm with Trent Haysen from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. I love how
2: he says we, we are, are your hosts. hosts.
1: Man, how interesting was
2: that. That was pretty good. Dude, I even got to talk a little bit about the coal industry.
1: No, I I mean it, that is an interesting business. Talking about people that really I mean, not only do you work hard, but it's the most probably the most dangerous job in the that you can have. Um, dude just salt of the earth and like he said those people are passionate i mean yes it's crazy it, that's their livelihood and their life and and, and this is andy price yes. that we had on the show from uh, carolina, carolina drywall and supply and supply, supply. Uh, down on
2: wilmar boulevard down he can look out car- see Carwin's out his window
1: yeah i mean the entrepreneur wonder what roller months? coaster he looks at the most I can't believe we didn't ask him. Why did we not
2: ask him that? I mean, I want to know. That's pretty, Is it Fury? So I went, so Rowan went to Carowind's uh, Sunday with some friends. She Rowan's now uh, about to be turned 13. A oh while wow, I'm going to have two teenagers. And I went and picked her up. And we, Tatum went with me. And we were uh, on Carowind's Boulevard coming the back way. And the water slide lines, this is at... Five o'clock on Sunday afternoon, the water slide lines were all the way to the ground. The, the stairs is exact back and forth. Oh, it looked so miserable. It looked terrible. And she said, God, look how long the lines are. So we go pick rolling up, and she rode a bunch of roller coasters. She's at that age where they just right, go crazy on roller coasters. And we go pick her up. I said, how long were the lines? And She said, oh, not long at all on the roller coasters. It was so weird. The water park was so slammed, and the roller coaster lines were not bad. I
1: it guess it's so hot. I mean, that's
2: the only thing that makes any oh, sense. Oh wow, man! I didn't think about that. <laughs> I Didn't <laughs> so so <laughs> I you was serious, te- Clark. So I was telling you. <laughs> so I was telling you this story. We fortunate enough. I'm on a planning committee. We went to Big Cedar. Yeah. That is a resort uh, in Missouri that that Johnny Morris, the founder of Bass Pro Shops, built. Oh my gosh. Bucket list item. I'm gonna give him a plug. I'm gonna try to help sell his sell his product. I've never told you this on the way in the car, Patrick. Yep, yep. I'm enamored by this guy and the over over serving quality And Bass Pro. The story I have my kids reading me Wikipedia. So so when I picked her up from Carowinds, we j- dropped in the Cabela's there. Big Bass Pro bought Cabela's a couple years ago. Yep. These are experiential stores. I've never really paid that much attention to them and uh, Rowan wanted a Bass Pro hat, a pink trucker hat with the Bass Pro logo on it. $5.99, not on sale. That's value. I thought I was willing to spend $25, $5.99. That shows you about Johnny Morris. He ain't trying to rip people off if they're going to wear his brand and put his brand out there, just like I'll give you a Roby hat. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, man, go look up the story of Johnny Morris. Intriguing, intriguing story i just had to say that it was crazy started tracker boats i didn't know that bought triton boats i mean he's got the lock on the on the freshwater boating industry and so i start telling the story because i'm enamored by shark's teeth i think we've always talked about me collecting shark's teeth i used to collect quartz crystal spent all my days in the power lines 100 degree days during the summer before i worked, looking for quartz crystal where the erosion had happened yeah yeah Tatum found an arrowhead, really intrigued by arrowheads, never really done much of that. She found one on Reagan's grandmother's farm in Illinois. Uh, He has a museum up there. It's American History Museum. And it talks about the building of America, the American Indian. I guarantee you in this museum at Big Cedar, I guarantee you he's got 500,000 arrowheads. His collection of artifacts it was the most intriguing. I've been to Washington. I go in a museum. I kind of get bored after a few minutes. It's cool. I like I like history and respect it. But, you know, I, I can't read all the stuff. I did not want to leave this museum. The Smithsonian has said this is one of the top museums in the world. And this guy's doing this. Who knew? This guy, Johnny Morris, does this just because he cares about the United States of America and loves. He had a Payne Stewart cabinet with Payne Stewart, the golfer. Oh, yeah. And I think he won the U.S. Open in Pinehurst Pinehurst, right before his plane crash with the iconic statue. Yeah, and I think they engraved that the U.S. Open trophy, and I think they that was the last engraving they ever did on that U.S. Open trophy. Had all the winners forever, and I think they started doing a new trophy. And there's a U.S. that U.S. Open trophy is in that cabinet at Johnny Morris's place, Big Cedar. Wow, the original. It's unbelievable. He has, we ate lunch at Arnie's barn, Arnold Palmer. He had the barn on his family property that he grew up in. The Amish tore it down, took it back up there, and rebuilt it. You're in Arnie's barn eating lunch. It's crazy. That's unbelievable. This guy is a true American. It's unbelievable. I mean, I talk about my dad. It's, it's just what makes you excited, you know, makes you want to want to root for these people. So now I'm a Bass Pro fan. I better learn how to fish. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I've only caught one bass in my life. I'm going to have to add to the list. You're more of a catfisher. I like catfishing because you just throw it out and pop a soda and wrap the fishing line around the hook on the dock. <laughs> and every now and then you pull it and see if you got got something on there. That's my, how I fish. So, anyway, Patrick, what a great show. Agreed. Thanks for letting me ramble on this last segment. Take it away. Hey, God bless you. Listen. Do the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Have a wonderful Sunday. We hope you're smiling and having fun. Thanks for listening to the At Home with Roby show.